Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now back to The Drive with Aaron Davis and Chris Raff on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Monday, July 3rd, and we have got Mike Chandra in the studio with us today from Choices Treatment Center here in Lincoln, Nebraska. So before I went to the break, I was like, you know, there's no football going on right now, NBA basketball, we've got some baseball. So what are what are the sports, or I guess what are the things that are like being gambled, gambled on right now? That you would not expect, I guess. Uh, that's just it, is that there's a lot of stuff that a person wouldn't necessarily expect. And first of all, for anybody who's disordered, it's all about getting their fix or getting their high at that point. So they're willing to bet on just about anything. Like I was telling you during the break is that we had people during the pandemic, the height of the pandemic, when there was no sports going on, who were betting on esports, betting on random ping pong, right, cricket, whatever they could find. They knew nothing about the sport which is like one of the main tips that we tell people that are for responsible betting is to know the sport and do your research. Well, these people were just blind betting, essentially. Now, I mean, obviously there's baseball, but there's, I mean, we were talking about indoor football is something that people bet. There's, you pretty much name a sport out there. Uh, As far as in Nebraska, working with the Racing Gaming Commission, they're doing a really good job of putting together a good catalog of sports which is good for the better and it's also good that they're not just everything is sanctioned and everything they're going with legitimate sports so it makes it easier for that betting from that betting perspective that's that's so wild i i didn't even think about somebody when you said like arena football and stuff like that i was like that didn't even cross my mind but then I, i guess i'll do the i mean i'll ask how it's made it's so simple nowadays yes to get involved and eventually addicted to it right there's so many apps that are legal in nebraska and there are there are apps that are illegal in nebraska and now you can go to the casino it's so easy now to get hooked basically and that ease is not that's part of the problem the part of the problem too is just the isolation of it is that the fact like you said you don't have to go to the casino anymore you can do it on your phone that isolation just breeds that addiction because it's so much easier to hide, so much less accountability. And then that just creates more and more shame, more and yeah. more deceit, and just really perpetuates the problem. I, I wasn't in here when, when you came in the first time. I, I Talk about your story because I think, it, I think it's really special. Yeah, thank you. Um, so, so I started gambling when I was nine years old, come from a family of disordered gamblers. Uh, I mean, everything we did, we talked about. Every, every conversation we had at the dinner table was about gambling or going to the casinos or whatever like that. So I grew up in that environment. 
from the time I was nine, 10 years old, started playing card games for money from, with my family. I remember being yeah. 14, 15 years old, winning a couple hundred dollars uh, from my grandma and my mom and everybody in my family, you know, which is just weird for a lot of people to think of. Just got worse and worse from there. Started going to keno parlors when I was 14, illegally placing bets when I was 15. Uh, obviously, when the casino, when I turned 21, the casinos became a place I would go. And then just as things moved along, I mean, for 20 years, I just found any way I could bet and really lived a double life. So I'd had this one side of me where I had a career, had a family, was going to school, everything else. And this other side of me that I kept secret from everyone with just going, just gambling and finding out new ways to gamble and just finding different things to do. Got to 2020 when the pandemic hit, I was lost my business at the time and really had a lot more time and went back to the one thing that really I knew all along my life was the gambling. So mm-hmm. it got much worse for me during that time. I got into crypto. I got into day trading, which people don't necessarily think about as necessarily as betting. But yeah. when you're doing it for the sole purpose of immediate gain, then yeah, that is a gambling activity. So it just, things spiraled worse and worse for me. So in 2020, December 2020, I finally got help for it through Choices, met up with Deb Hammond, who's the director there, and she got me put on the straight and narrow, and about a year into my recovery, she offered me this position, and now I'm able to go out and talk to people about what I have going on in my life, work with schools, work with faith groups, work with anybody willing to listen to me about my story and about what needs to be done or the resources that are available in the state of Nebraska. Go ahead, Ref. Okay, so I was going to ask you, so... With, like Nick was talking about, the easier way, you know, to, to bet now, not having to go to the casino, you can do it on your phone or like that. Do you ever have those urges and what, like, what keeps you from following through with those urges? Yeah, absolutely. I would be um, totally ignorant and totally lying to you if I said that I didn't have urges still. Because it is. It's so available. It's so accessible. Even going into a gas station or a bar, you know, there's Lotto, there's Skill Touch, there's all these different things in anywhere you go, Kino, anywhere you go. So I always tell people when they come into services with us, too, is that you're never going to avoid it. So you just have to learn behaviors that are going to keep you away from it and learn I mean, when we go have people in treatment, we start at the very beginning, start with the timeline of their gambling and a timeline of their whole life to figure out if there was any traumas or any family history, what that looked like. And then we address those from there. We're not going to put Band-Aids on anything. We're going to truly address what the problem is. And it's a matter of just getting it's, it sounds simple, but the whole day-by-day process of any recovery, once you get one day, then you get another day, it just really starts building on it from there. And when you're 900 and some days into it, like I am now, you just don't want to ruin that. And obviously for me in my career, I can't ruin that either. So that's a huge motivator. And I'm around treatment all day long. So I'm learning new stuff all the time. But for the average person who's struggling, it's just a matter of day at a time, hour at a time, minute at a time sometimes. It's interesting because, I mean, just nowadays, it's tough to know and recognize that Oh yeah, I'm. I have an issue. I have a problem, right? Because it's it, it can be this this routine of all right. Sunday mornings, NFL football is here. Let's see. Let's check out the player props. Let's check out which. Uh, oh oh, Jonathan Taylor only needs a hundred yards rushing. Oh, he'll get that easily, right? But when it consumes your life from Sunday morning from seven a.m. when you wake up until the final whistle of Sunday night football, 
that and it, and that's how it is on Saturdays and Sundays for college and professional. Then it's like okay, this is this has become more of just rather than just an activity that you enjoy. It's now becoming more of a problem. And that's what we tell people all the time too. Is it's not about not completely about the money. Obviously, the money is the tool that's yeah. used for the gambling, but it's about the time. It's about the energy. It's about the time you're taking away and the energy you're taking away from family, friends, everybody else like that as well too. I know for me that scenario that you pointed out is something that I experienced. I was big into daily fantasy. So for me, no matter what day it was, if it was a random Tuesday in the winter, it'd be NBA or college basketball. And from the time I woke up to the time I went to sleep, I was always putting together lineups and thinking about different things like that, along with my other gambling. But that was something that took away so much time and energy that I could have put into my career, my family or anything else. I guess when did you when did you like kind of look in the mirror and go okay I need to change something about this was it what hap- was there something that happened where you were like okay this this I need to change it's really funny because a lot of people talk about hitting rock bottom or having this huge mm-hmm. epiphany and my theory on rock bottom is that you can always dig deeper no matter what there's never really a rock bottom because you can always keep going further down yeah. so. For me, I just remember one day I was in Omaha, actually, and I was at a keynote parlor and a pretty typical day, lost a couple hundred, couple hundred bucks in an hour, don't even remember the exact amount. I just remember leaving that day just feeling exhausted. And there was no real, like, anything going on in my life that necessarily was any different than for the past 20 years, but I just remember being tired of living that life and the lies and the deceit and everything else, and I just broke down and didn't want to do that live that life anymore for a lot of people unfortunately they don't get to that point without bankruptcy without incarceration without all the other bad things that can happen from a proverbial rock bottom but for me i was fortunate i didn't get to that point so i know i guess when you think about gambling i don't know why i kind of always think about you know like the older people you know like the adults you know doing the gambling and stuff like that but I think a lot of people don't realize is like children, like like grade school, junior high, high school. Is, is have you seen like just I guess being available on their telephones and stuff like that? Have you seen an inf- everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich? But you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And, and younger kids. That's where the largest growth is at right now is not even just high school or college age, but even down into middle school and younger. My story of starting when I was nine years old is pretty common for the average problem gambler. Most of them started when they were ages nine to 11. And for me, that was something I didn't even realize when I went into recovery is that that is a huge red flag if you're starting that young. But now, like you said, with the availability, I mean, we I know high school kids who have stolen their parents' account or gotten onto their credit cards or whatever and started that way or had a parent who just let them do it, you know, too. So, and that's how they got their start. I've seen stories, unfortunately, of a lot of young kids and that's why I like working with schools like high schools and colleges are kind of my thing as far as I want to get in there and teach them at least responsible gambling to start with 
obviously if you're young to not yet, not old enough to gamble yet legally then that's a first step but then if nothing else i want them to know the know the rules of responsible gambling responsible betting so that when they do get older and they notice that there's something going on they know that there's resources out there for them that's that's the thing i think that's important obviously is with the with the casino now in lincoln right and and you don't have to drive the 45 or 50 minutes to council bluffs and uh, obviously, with daily fantasy apps and, and things like that being available to you at at, at your fingertips, gambling is not bad. It's just how you do it. And Ab- I think that's really important. Absolutely, and we tell that's something that Choices believes, and I personally believe too. Is we're totally one hundred percent neutral on the stance of legal yeah. gambling. Is that eighty to ninety percent of people can do it in a responsible manner within limits. We just want to make sure that those other 10 to 20% have the resources available if they need help mm-hmm. and they have the education available too so that everybody knows what proper responsible gambling looks like. Yeah. I guess a couple couple minutes left here. I guess when for the people that are listening, right? And and obviously a lot of sports fans are listening right now. Um, for those that, that maybe do participate in sports betting and, and want to like you know, s- sit there and go, you know what, after this conversation, maybe I do need to tone it back a little. What are some things that maybe they need to consider to decide whether or not they should tone it back or whether they think they're an okay spot? So this is what we tell I tell people all the time is that it comes down to a couple things. And our screenings, uh, very basic gambling screenings out there go over this, is that are you able to set limits on time and money? It's not just the money, it's the time as well, too, like you alluded to before. Uh, and also the lying aspect. Are you lying to you, friends, family, anybody else who's asking, coworkers? If so, if you aren't able to set limits and you're lying about your behavior, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could be drinking, it could be substance abuse, it could be anything. If you're having to lie to people about what you're doing, it's a problematic behavior. Yeah. So that's the first place I always tell people to start. And if you do have questions about yourself or your family, not even you don't even have to call choices. You can call the one eight three three bed over number for the state of Nebraska, and they can get you some resources to at least get the conversation started. Obviously, you can contact Choices twenty four seven, but um, that's a good place to start as well too. Is that one eight three three bed over number? That way, if anybody has any questions or questions a family member, at least they can start the conversation with someone and understand that they're not alone. Yeah, that's cool. And then. For you personally, I, I, I know you go, you sp- spread the word. Uh, how would somebody like go, like get a hold of you, like to go out and speak, or would they just call choices? Or yeah, they can just call choices. Four zero two four seven six twenty three hundred would be a good way. I'm all over on social media too, so whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or any of those platforms, they can find me as well too. I totally want that. So if anybody has any questions about that they can get a hold of me personally and i'd be happy to come out and speak to for-profit non-profit faith groups schools anybody out there like that i'd be happy to help last one before before we let you go we're talking to mike from from choice treatment center here i i guess as somebody that's seen both sides of it right and been on both sides of the coin um what's your advice to somebody that that wants to continue or maybe even pick up sports betting or gambling and and maybe now it's all right i only have to drive 10 minutes to the casino now when it's so easy 
but I don't want to do too much. What's your advice? I know you talked about limits and stuff like that, but just kind of allude to to your thoughts as as somebody that that did have an have a problem, but now is nine hundred and and some days, you know, gamble free. So for me, like I said, it's about. I have a whole list of 10 things I could go over here, but I'll kind of yeah, break it down. Ahead, yeah. It's the main things are to set budgets, do your research, understand the odds, avoid those impulse bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just avoid blindly betting on your favorite team or doing things like that. The chasing is the biggest thing, though, is that gotcha. once you lose what you're planning on losing for that day, you have to forget about it. You have to move on. You can't keep chasing that money. That's when the problematic behavior begins. So look at what you're spending as merely entertainment and treat it as an entertainment expense. Mm-hmm. Budget it out accordingly. Keep your credit cards at home. Keep your debit cards at home. Yeah. Keep all of that stuff away from you when you're in the middle of a bet. And if you can do all those things and do it responsibly, enjoy yourself. And, and I have no problem with people enjoying themselves, gambling or betting, whatever they're doing, just making sure you're doing it responsibly. And if you do think you have a problem, make sure you seek help. That's what's uh, you, you mentioned one thing. Sorry. I I keep thinking of things while we're talking, Uh, understanding and learning, educating yourself, not only on, if it's sports betting, not only educating on the game, on, on the two teams that are being played and making sure that you're making a, a smart, smart decision. But then also number two, Understand what a parlay is. Understand what what does it mean if if somebody's favored by three runs in a, in a major league baseball game? They have to win by four to get you to win that bet. It's so like things like that, and also the chasing part. Because I, I I know friends that obviously it's oh, I lost fifty bucks today. Let me put a twenty five dollar bet down to get that fifty bucks back. So then I'm even. Yes. And then it's oh no, I'm down seventy five bucks. What happened? Mm-hmm. So I, I know people that do that, and so it's and that's such a common occurrence where it's like, let me get this one down that, that I'm really I'm really confident in just to get the fifty bucks back that I already lost. Or we see the people who are down that one hundred, two hundred, five hundred dollars. Oh, I'll just mm-hmm. put in this five team parlay and think that if I can yeah. hit that, which the ad, odds on hitting that are astronomically low. Mm-hmm. But then people get into that mode too. Well, if I just hit this, then it becomes a six team or a seven team or yeah. eight teamer, you know, and then you're just re- ridiculous yeah. odds. Oh, I just need Nebraska to beat number one Alabama. <laughs> That's all it that needs to happen at plus eight fifty. That's all it that needs to happen. So yeah, I, I totally understand that one. But uh, <laughs> Raf's laughing over here. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. This whole like plus eight fifty and parlay stuff. That's I'm, just the odds, though. Unfortunately, I'm completely I'm completely lost yeah. right now. <laughs> been around I, that life too long I, I think that, i think that shows though that like obviously i'm i'm 20 some years younger than raf and that just shows how big of a how different it's changed because you turn on espn and what's the before a, a college football game before an e, a, a baseball game it's a it's a sports betting show hey these are the five bets to lay to place tonight these are my five best picks yeah. from some mlb fantasy bet expert and so that it, it's so accessible not only on your phone, you don't have to search for it. There's shows, there's channels, there's yeah. YouTube videos, there's everything out there that makes it so easy to go, oh, these are surefire. And that's the thing is that I have a 15-year-old daughter. She has friends who are her age that mm-hmm. know these lines, who know these odds, that know everything about this. Because you said, like you said, it's available everywhere now. You yeah. cannot watch, you can't listen to sports radio, you can't watch TV, you can't 
be involved in sports in any way, shape, or form without seeing odds and seeing the betting yeah. angle to everything. And that's okay, but we just need to understand who it's affecting. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you turn on a sports center after a college football game, and it's an upset, and it goes, wow, Tennessee Chattanooga was was a 42-point dog yep. before this game kicked off. And well, here they probably, are. like, bad beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's one of the most popular little segments that they have on College Football Saturdays. Oh, yeah. Guys like Stanford Steve have really given betting a platform, which Mm -hmm. can be good or bad. I mean, bad beats in some ways, it's good because it shows people that, hey, it's not easy to win. But at the same time, it does add some glamour to the game, too. All right. Totally. Well, I just want to thank you again for coming in today. I I think it's very just enlightening for people to actually hear it and then have that opportunity if they want to get a hold of you that they can get a hold of you and you know continue to spread the word like not saying i mean gambling bad 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 but you know keep it within limits or you know so once again let them know how they can find you and and get a hold of you guys okay so we're at choices treatment center our phone number is 402-476-2300 and then the state of nebraska problem gambling helpline is 1-833-BET-OVER Perfect. There you go. All right. Thanks, Mike. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll send it it to break. This is The Drive, 93.7 The Ticket.